as people, what we're going to think about in the worship service is how can we make it attractive to the outsider? You know, what's going to make them like it and want to come back? When that's what we're mostly thinking about, we're probably not going to mostly then be thinking about what does the Lord wants to do? And how can we please and honor Him? And how can we build each other up spiritually? So there's going to be some things that they wouldn't, people wouldn't like that. I mean, non-Christians wouldn't relate to it. You know, deeper, meatier lessons and studies and perhaps more pointed, more direct teachings and studies. Perhaps things that, you know, maybe, maybe a prayer that was sincere but not very picturesque, not very you know, impactful and, and things like that. You know, we begin to try to figure out, okay, what does the market want in a worship service? Well, that's how we'll design it. That's the wrong mentality. That's the wrong starting point. When we start there, what are we going to get? Probably not what the Lord wants because that's not what we're thinking about. That's not the, and, and, as opposed to a guy who says, I just want to be exactly what the Lord wants me to be. What kind of worship service did they have? Did they have? What did they do? How was this? And let's glorify God and let's do the right thing. Yeah, Jeff. I think uh, once you get the identity down, once that's your main focus, your main concern, everything else falls into place. Um, your identity as congregation and as an individual, a living sanctuary. Um, I mean, people come to you for that purpose. If, they, if you make that known to the people around you, but that's what you profess is the church and you know uh, you, you give your source you know the authority of the scripture then that's what they're going to come they're going to come to you for that because they want it and if they don't want it then they wouldn't you know isn't that what Jesus does here if, if they don't want it if they don't want him as the bread of life okay they can leave you know if people don't want the gospel they don't want the pure truth of God well okay so not all of them will we know that. Patrick. Uh, something that I've seen, uh, I mean, we're talking about how, uh, you know, we make the gospel more appealing by doing these secular things or whatever. I mean, I think the real root of the problem is we almost look at people like targets. We, you know, that's the focus group. That, that's, the, that's the people who were selling it to like we were talking about. Instead of looking at people like parties, look, look at them as people. I mean, this, that's exactly what Jesus did. I mean, yes, Jesus did what was necessary. He spoke the truth and that turned a lot of people away. But we need to be hurt by that. We need to have compassion for people. We don't have compassion for parties, is what I'm saying. We have compassion for people. And that's what we need when we're teaching and when we're studying. Yeah. Forget strategy and technique. Speak the truth of the gospel to lost people. Amen. You know, it's like we missed the point because we're in this society. Marketing is huge. We figured out every way to do it and how to do it. And we people do it well. Man, they can sell you things you never even thought you wanted. You know, and we're trying to apply that to this. And I don't think it applies. I don't think it's the right way to look at it, Ben. Well, let me see their medical records before he gave them CPR. 
I mean, it's just ridiculous. So he even attend their knee. They're bleeding to death. Why don't you take care of it? Now, knowing their medical history might help in a lot of situations. And that's kind of what a relationship with sense does. It gives us more insight to who they are, what they've gone through, how the gospel can simply relate to some more specific things in their life. But we don't need to know that to teach them. And where I really struggle with it, and where I think we have all that potential struggle with, where we compartmentalize you know, those fun things and, and the secular activities, and God's not a part of it. And if we really were spiritual people who we would be seeing things and discussing spiritual things, even if it wasn't just a Bible study, and a lot of these questions about, you know, well, am I spending too much time doing this or that, they wouldn't even be there for us. Because the people who couldn't stand that, we wouldn't have to say, I don't want to be your friend, I can't spend this much time doing this. They would be and we need to stop compartmentalizing these things and see that you know, these people around us, even as much fun as we're having, they're dying in their sins. What are we doing? Great point. A excellent discussion. I think it's very helpful. Andrew? Another thing that like in today's society, um, like you know, part of it is that we lose people in the members like 100 on attendance to the 128 to 50. It's because people go <coughs> to church like Oh, it's just, a, it's just a tradition. Or I go because my best friend right here, Eric, goes. Or it's just, it's a habit. Or it's because I have to, if I don't go to church, I'll go to hell. It's only sort of, you're not worshiping God, you're just wasting your time. The only the reason you should go to church, so you serve God, that's why you're here. You're wasting your life if you don't. You don't do it for man, you do it for God. So, I, I have a degree in marketing. And um, <laughs> sorry, <man. laughs> uh, aka the coloring book degree. Uh, uh, oh, one reason why we may try to market the gospel, uh, and why people may try to overemphasize good qualities about you know, and find ways to twist it, to turn it, to make it more impressive. It's because they don't trust their own product. Uh, businesses that, that, that rely so heavily on infomercials and things like that, I mean, it's just because they don't have that great of a product and they don't trust that the product can sell itself. We have the gospel, for it, and it is the power of God into salvation. It's not our job to convert people. The gospel is going to convert people. Yeah, the reason why, you know, we try to think, you know, what if I say this word or if I try to do trying to pick out the exact phrase of what's going to convert this person, you know, and, and then worry about it so much that you never get around to it. You don't trust your 